Welcome to The Rock Fight, where we speak our truth, slay sacred cows, sometimes agree to disagree. I'm Colin True. Joining me today, he's joining me from his first stop as a pro on the professional pickleball world tour. It's Justin Hausman. Where are you in the world today, my friend? Uh, uh, God, that's, you call you, uh, flat, you got me flat-footed there, like my first pickleball, <laughs> like my first pickleball game. I just got annihilated, you guys. It's a lot harder than it looks. Uh, that well, ball you know, moves fast, and it's really small. Just kidding, it's really easy. <laughs> On today's show, we're going to answer some mailbag questions and run through some of the latest headlines coming out of the outdoor community and industry. I'll just be honest, we're recording this in the same day as we recorded our last podcast, so I don't know if we have any more adventure things to talk about. You can go back and listen to our, our AI conversation if you want to know what we're up to in the backcountry, unless, unless you have something you want to add to the, what we didn't cover in the last episode. <laughs> I think I'm good. <laughs> Let's get into the mailbag. And guys, by the way, we, I want to let our audience know we have been getting a lot more responses uh, to keep them coming. We really want to get the best of them. It doesn't have to be about anything you've even heard on the show. If you have a suggestion, you just want to hear our shitty take on something, send that on over. But our first mailbag uh, entry today is from Ben. And Ben has said, hey, Colin, I've been loving the show. So he doesn't mention you like that. Uh, anyway, anyway. Up, just wanted man. to share a story from a bike packing trip. You will like this, though. I, from a bike packing trip I went on a couple of years ago, I biked 350 miles with a friend in late September from Duluth, Minnesota to Copper Harbor, Michigan. And my favorite piece of gear, which he puts in quotes, that I brought on the trip was not my way too expensive Rafa Explorer cargo bibs or any of my fancy made in the USA bags. It was, in fact, my 10 year old Deus, Deus, Deus Ex Machina crew neck sweater, 100% cotton. Yes. It kept me warm, never held too much moisture. It was comfortable as all get out. So eat that, Shante Salabert. And it was cotton, <laughs> not even wool. Like I would expect wool, but cotton, that's great. Also, also shout out to the uh that, that sort of that area. I know exactly where he's talking about. I've done that drive before. That's on the that's he he um he basically did like the north shore of, of Lake Superior. Um, that's an amazing, amazing zone. That time of year is probably absolutely gorgeous. Good for you. I'd like to do that in that time of year. I've been there on a surf trip, oddly enough, um, in the dead of winter and it was absolutely freezing and miserable, but it's a really, really pretty place. Well, thank you, Ben, for writing in. Uh, awesome. Thank you for wearing your cotton sweatshirt. Keep, uh, cotton doesn't kill people. It, I mean, it can, but it, it doesn't in this case, clearly. So the, uh, next piece of feedback we have. This is from SFG underscore fan. I'm assuming that means oh, San Francisco God. Giants fan. Throw this in the garbage, this email. So this is some criticism. And, I, you know, I think it's fair I, I, to offer some criticism. I'm, we want some reader, some listener criticism. Hmm. Not sure of your final thoughts on Jeremiah Johnson because I deleted it after about 10 minutes. Maybe the key is sticking with post Dumb and Dumber movies where an overture isn't perplexing. Yeah, I've never so, seen I've never seen Dumb and Dumber. Do you think this guy would be surprised, or or maybe he would expect that? Yeah. I, I I don't know why he had like shots fired at Dumb and Dumber. Like there's something bad about Dumb and Dumber. That's a great movie. Uh, but also, show me a movie since Jeremiah Johnson that's had an overture that is perplexing. Right? If, 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 maybe it wasn't in 1972 or whenever the, it came out. But, I don't uh, think this person knows what an overture is. Because that's weird as shit, man. I might not be like Roger Ebert or whatever. Like I haven't taken a class on film criticism, but I've watched more movies than most people. I've never seen a fucking overture. Anything. Take a seat, Giants fan. You guys are like 12 games out of first place. Nobody wants to hear what you think. Yeah. 
Go Mariners. This is a Dodgers. This is a Dodgers <laughs> podcast. Everyone. Hey, 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 hey. Bay Area the, Dodgers fan right here. <laughs> the Tacoma Phil is back. He sent another email this week. And and I don't want Phil, if you're listening, thank you, of course. But don't think that every email you write will make the mailbag. But I there, you wrote something that I, that I needed <laughs> to address. Uh, he opens with he still enjoys the show, which is great because it's only been a week Thanks, since Phil. the last time he told us that. Thank you, Phil. <laughs> Please continue to enjoy the show. Uh, it says, Colin, I don't wear gloves while riding. I think he listened to our Noobs and Coots mm. episode, which we did a few months back. Yeah. I don't want to hinder the feel of my bike and don't Love fall it. enough to worry about it. Maybe Love I don't it. shred the gnar enough. Um, well, there's another part too. First, I just want to address that. I think if you're mountain biking, that's insane. I have fallen off my bike, even when I've been on trails I've ridden that are not that hard. And it's just kind of like the feel of your bike. Like, what do you, what do you feel it? Like, I, I don't know. Like I, do you really feel like there's a hindrance there when you're wearing gloves? Mountain biking. I don't ride when I'm riding my gravel bike. I rarely wear gloves. I don't think of it that way, but but I actually am on board with Phil. I'm all um, and I've thought about this a lot because I'm also very much a no booties and I don't really care how cold the water is guy. I mean, I, it, had I surfed that day in, in at Lake Superior, I would have worn booties because you would <laughs> absolutely had to. But even in the dead of winter in like San Francisco, when the water's like 49 degrees, I don't wear booties. Um, I I can't. I I don't know what it is. like. I I cannot surf with a piece of rubber between the bottom of my foot and the board. I don't. I, I don't know what the deal is. I don't know why I've thought about that a lot with bikes. Cause I tend to not wear gloves either unless it's really hot and like my hands are going to be sweating a ton. Then I'll wear gloves. I always used to wear gloves and then I just kind of didn't once or twice. And, uh, I've realized it doesn't seem to matter that much. And if you notice, if you watch like a lot of like super gnarly mountain bike stuff, most of the time they're not wearing gloves either. Um, like, like guys doing enduro races or downhill races usually do. But like, if you just like put on some like kind of random, like dudes just shredding somewhere, they're almost never wear gloves. And I don't know if it's a feel thing or what. And, and I, you know, the, the, the times that I've fallen, I don't think I've ever cut my hands up. I get why people do. I'd, I'd be more, um, like the times I really wish I wore gloves is if I'm riding through somewhere that's pretty overgrown and like my, my knuckles are getting beat up by like thorny, mm-hmm. like overgrowth or whatever. So there've been times I've been like, Oh, I should get those little like hand guards, like motorcycles, <laughs> you know? But, um, I, I kind of get it. Gloves look cool as hell though. Like I like gloves. I really like, I like having them and wearing them, but I just, I don't, I've kind of gotten out of the habit and I don't always bring them anymore. So I get it. It's an, it's an interesting point. I think most of my, as Phil living up in uh, the Northwest when I lived up there and I would, if I, you know, I definitely could see if you wreck and you, if you avoid a rock, you're probably not going to do too much damage. Most of my mountain bike life, I've lived in more deserty locations, either being like Utah or down here in Southern California, where if you fall off, you're losing skin. So what you like, you put your hands out to protect your, fa- like, I'm, I'm never like, I'm, I feel like you've never fallen like a... and like on hand first. No, I mean, I guess maybe I had gloves on, didn't really think about it. You know, like it's possible. Like I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to like, I don't have any, I, I have vague memories of being a kid and like scraping up my palms a bunch. And that probably was from bike falls, skateboarding. Sure. But like, it's rare that I'm like going down hands first on the bike. I'm usually still holding onto the bars when I fall, unless I go over the, unless I go over the bars. Maybe I've just fallen more. Yeah. Uh, it could just be that I've just done it for so long too. It feels weird. I have gloves on. I just like wearing gloves when I'm riding. That could just be a preference, but I think it might be. I mean, like I said, but if it's, if my hands are really sweaty, like I definitely want gloves. Um, and it, it does kind of the nice thing about wearing gloves. I think it keeps your, um, grips cleaner. Like my, I've had noticed that my grips are like are pretty, pretty freaking gross right now. And I think it's just cause there's just oils and sweat and dirt. I will. 
I think it looks cool though. I got I think it looks cooler to not wear. Gloves. I think it does too. I think like, it kind of like completes say, the look. I like. Wait, two wear gloves or not wear gloves? Two wear gloves. I like. I think it's gloves. cooler. I, like the way it I think it looks cooler if you don't wear gloves. The other part of Phil's email to each their own, I guess. Phil and Justin. <laughs> the other part of Phil's email. This one's more for you, I would say. Well, no, I have an opinion on this. A kook. This must be back to our kook conversation. A kook mm-hmm. can be anyone, depending mm-hmm. on time and space. I've been surfing for twenty five years. And if I paddled out a pipeline, I would be leapfrogging my ability and would undoubtedly be a kook in that moment. It's just a theory of relativity. For sure. Mm -hmm. Ah, I don't know. I mean, I think we also determined that a kook is partly about your decision-making process. And even if, like, I was out of pipeline. First of all, I wouldn't be a kook at pipeline because I would never go paddle out of pipeline. So there you go. Like, I wouldn't paddle out of pipeline either, and I've been surfing for 25 years. And that's a kooky thing to do. So, like, he's right right there. He's right. But I, but no, but no, because if you decided that you wanted to surf surf pipe, you wouldn't just get hop on a plane and go fly to Oahu and start surfing. You would invariably work up to it, pick your day, pick your mo. You know what I mean? It wouldn't just be. I don't think so. I think the are you thing are you be, are you trying to lecture me on what a kook is? And you you're not. You've only sur- You've like barely even started surfing. No, I'm using you. You've taught me about what a kook is and throwing it back at you, which I is see. I think the. It's the decision making, right? It's the whole idea of you gave me a compliment of like not going where I shouldn't be. Mostly, 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 mostly. You know, Phil's right. Like you can you can be a really good surfer and still be a kook sometimes. It happens. You know, like he's he's sure. totally you, right. You've, you've said that too. You've said that. Yeah. yeah. Being a kook isn't always about intention. You can make a mistake, and that still makes you you know like ah oh, shit, and you're a kook. Sorry, like I didn't mean to paddle into you. So yeah. You or Phil head to Hawaii. You paddle out a pipe and you fucking crush it. Just like happens to work out perfectly. Are you a kook? It doesn't matter what I do. When I'm in Hawaii, I'm a kook. Unless I'm at like Waikiki or like or like some of the super super gentle waves. That's just kind of the way it works. You're if you're low on the pecking order, you're a kook. Well, it's not even like you're gonna get beat up. It's just that you're 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 getting scraps. Like you're that's. I mean, you can work your way up. Like you can, you know, it's it's. That doesn't mean you can you can be a kook at the beginning of your session and not a kook at the end you know it, it's it's there's there's sort of a spectrum there but yeah like like as soon as i show up in hawaii it doesn't matter how long i've surfed i'm, I'm a kook all right phil well thank you again as always thank you for being a fan uh and for the feedback obviously maybe you sounds like a good me. dude doesn't he i like yeah phil. he does he does and he's from my old hood i used to live up there last email for the day uh for this episode pickleball jamie writes is it jamie Jamie writes, yes, just very simple. Guys, it's not that complicated. Pickleball is just really fun. So mm-hmm. we're going to get into that in a second. I, I believe you, Jamie. I don't think. Yeah, I think we've said, we've we've gone over this. I mean, I have, I have no doubt that it's fun. So it's a good segue uh, into what we want to talk about because we have Pickleball Corner b- coming up. But if you want to be featured on a future mail ba- mailbag here on The Rock Fight, send your comments or suggestions to myrockfight at gmail.com. doesn't have to be about something we talked about already. Just you want us to weigh in on something, send it on over. Now, before we get to headlines, well, everyone loves a long weekend, but you know who the perfect coffee is for your long weekend? Is it long week? Is it long weekend coffee? It's long weekend coffee. They have four varieties of beans, and it's the perfect coffee, the best coffee to start your outdoor adventures every day, not just on the weekend. If you go to longweekend.coffee, and yes, I said that correctly, it's longweekend.coffee. Be sure to enter the promo code ROCK10 when you check out. You get 10% off of your first order for being a listener of the Rock Fight. Long weekend coffee, more weekend, please. You know what's interesting about about long weekend coffee is it actually uh, does sort of create this weird like rift in space time. 
I don't know how they do it. It's the roasting, I guess. I'm not sure I, you know, how it worked exactly, but it will act, it will make a longer weekend for you. If you Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And I drink it every day. I'm just never working it. I'm mm-hmm. constantly Isn't on it, the don't you, Haven't you thought it's weird that it's been like Sunday for the last six months? I guess this, well, I just like doing this podcast so much because it's not work. Otherwise, I'd be on my weekend. So let's go. It's time to go through some headlines that are coming out of the outdoor industry and the outdoor community. And I want to start with one I saw just yesterday on Gear Junkie. I think it's pronounced Gear Yunkie, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's a soft J. So Gear Junkie had an article yesterday about Moot Cycles, who they report was in fine forms at yesterday. This is yesterday on the 23rd. So this is the last week if you're listening to this now. The SBT GRVL event, which I'm assuming stands for Steamboat, Steamboat Gravel because of the Steamboat Springs, but I oh, hate yeah. when people take the bowels out of things. They were showing off their new gravel bike that has 750D wheels. Most gravel bikes are 650 or 700. Uh, and this now is they're releasing a 750D. Does that mean it's like bigger than a 29er? I isn't 729? That's what I thought. So this is like 50. So this is larger than a. I don't know. Like I have a 650 of my gravel, and I love it. I actually like the smaller wheels, but my mountain bikes are all 29ers, and I'll never go back. I hate 27 and a half inch wheels on mountain bikes. I've tried it. I don't like it. I don't know if I care about 750, but I, maybe I do. I didn't think I would ever care about 29ers. I it just, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on this? Uh, I mean, I don't, it's interesting. Like, um, apparently there's a brand and I think I forget, they might even just be called 31. Like you can get a 31er <laughs> or whatever. Uh, I guess like Shaq is kind of famous for having a bike that they make. Um, well, that makes sense. <laughs> right. So like, and, it, and I'm reading this now and it mentions something about taller people. There's more that goes into it than just the size of the wheel. You know, like I, I'd be curious if what the geo is on the frame, if it's adjusted, like if the bottom bracket is the same height as it is on the 700 C like that. Otherwise, like I, I the one thing I'd be worried about is like, especially as a, as a slightly taller than average. Well, I don't know. I'm like six foot one. So whatever that means, like, t- you know, taller than average rider. You know, like I feel tippy sometimes on it, like depending on the what the bike is like, like your center of gravity can get pretty high, pretty fast with a 29 air. And um, so I'd be worried about having a, a much larger wheel than that. Um, I agree with a thinner tire. And I guess it, it looks the picture. It looks a little fatter, but not much. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it's I mean, I, I don't I don't know that like there's not a maybe 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 it, maybe it's better. I, I, I'd i be curious. I'd love to try it. I don't I don't have like an ins, like a instinctual like aversion to a larger wheel. Yeah, it's like any of these sports. I think everything is about feel almost like we're talking about what you like gloves or not. Right. What the feel of it is, because I, I was anticipating getting 700 for my gravel bike ended up with 650 because that's like what the you know uh, my buddy uh chuck over at adam street excuse me adam's have cycles what's up chuck he pointed out the 650 would be the way to go he likes it because if you're doing truly like 50 50 split mm-hmm. like actually the smaller wheel on gravel it, it's a little it's easier to handle like to your point mm-hmm. about you feeling kind of tippy at times mm-hmm. and i actually i never feel more felt more in control of a bike than i do over my surly straggler and i love that about it to the point where yeah i'm not getting maybe you know, on roads, maybe I'm a little slower, but uh, we'll find out when we go on our trip. But I, I don't know. I guess without trying it, it's hard to say. But I did not like 27.5 on the other hand, and I can't really say why too much. I just did not like riding my 27 and a half inch wheels, and I love my 29 inch wheels. So, I think it's interesting that it's on a moots because it's like, okay, you're already poning up like ten thousand dollars. So, <laughs> like, it's it, it's in some ways it makes sense because this is the, the like. 
because nothing obviously you know where are you going to get a tire there's one brand that makes the tire you know so like they can charge whatever they want like it's an expensive proposition to just have like a random one-off wheel size but i guess it makes sense for someone who's riding a moots I guess it comes out to if you can really people there are people who can really handle a bike. I am not that person. I'm terrible yeah. at handle bike handling. So maybe it's like, yeah, it's fine. I don't I I would take the bigger wheel and I'm still gonna be good on dirt with a skinny tire and it doesn't matter. For me, I'd probably be like, Oh shit, this is way too much bike for me. So we're gonna skip ahead to the next story, which is one I've been waiting a long time to talk about here on the Rock Fight, and that's Puffin Drinkware, who last week announced the hiring of a new CEO. Uh, congratulations to Tori Upham, who's the new CEO of. Man, I did not see I did not see Tori getting that gig. Do you know Tori? Oh, of course not. <laughs> I don't know either. I like. I feel like so, Phil Tori. I will tell you. I feel like this is more of a punishment than an opportunity. I've really been waiting months to tee off on Puff and Drinkware, and my time has come. You know, I, I think the I've had this position on this brand. I actually recorded an episode of one of my hot takes on this and sent it to you and you liked it. But I still felt like maybe I shouldn't put this out. It was a little too hate filled because Puffin Drinkware, for those of you who don't know, are koozies. Yes. But they're koozies that are made to be cute little jackets that you put your 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 can or your bottle in. Like little down jackets, little down jackets with like arms and stuff. Yeah, little down jackets. Little, like things they're cute little swaggy items that you would put like in like it's like a stocking stuffer yes. at best yes. but they're all made to look like little outdoorsy jackets and the reason why i have such a problem with this is because they're using the the back of the outdoor industry which is a lineage of brands and products who actually uh, innovated something to make it better to solve a problem in the outdoor space and they're going off the back of it saying this is a koozie for the outdoor consumer well guess what Koozies don't fucking work. All right. I've never had a koozie <laughs> and kept my, oh my God, my drink is so cold here. And they're not marketing this thing on like, this is the, this is the koozie that's going to keep your drink cold. They're marketing it off of this is cute. Yeah. Now at the same time, it's all these different fabrics, which I guarantee you are all derived from petroleum are made in a factory in some other country. Who knows what the working conditions are? And they'll tell you that's great. Bottom line is there's an impact to making these things and they're, hideous and pointless and you're using our space to sell them and it drives me fucking bananas whenever i see one of these in an outdoor store now apparently they do i want to give them their credit they do donate a lot according to their website anyway to organizations like big city mountaineers and places like family kitchen and think wild but just because you give away money to a good cause doesn't justify the damage you're doing to the world with your pointless product that's all i want to say i um you don't think koozies work <laughs> What if you ever put your beer in a koozie and be like, this is staying cold for so much longer? You know what a koozie every time does? I use a, like, every time I use a koozie, I think that. You don't think? Give me a, come, here, come I on. I swear to God. I'm not saying it's true that it actually does what work. What is this magic I've never koozie? like. I've never <laughs> done like an experiment. I just sort of assume it does. I mean, I swear to God, dude. I have, I, I, first of all, I love koozies. I've, ne I, I've never, I think I've bought two of them in my entire life. They just, they're like, you know, they just show up. Like I'll buy, I've bought, I know, I know for sure I bought one last time we were in Hawaii because we went to this cool beer garden and they had gorgeous ones that were really neat. And then I bought one in Panama in Bocas del Toro on my, on our honeymoon. And that's it. That's it. We have 37 million other ones. I don't know where they came from. I swear to God, I assume they work. I just, I like, where, where are day, your beer koozies right now? Where are your beer koozies right now? We keep right them in the like, utility drawer with a bunch of other things. 
We have okay, because usually you get a beer koozie at like a trade show as a swag item, and then it lives in like the back of your car, and yeah, then you know, or you get it on the way. One, there's <laughs> one, in, there's one for sure in my in in the center console of my truck, and in like the little cup holder on the in the door because I drink a lot of beer when I'm camping, and I want a koozie. I like koozies. I'm a koozie man. I would never buy a puffin. I would never buy a puffin. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, that's what I was going to say. Let's say they work beautifully. Yeah. This is this is the most amazing. Probably keeps your beer ten degrees colder than if you didn't use it. Okay, fine. I don't want my thing to be dressed in a puffy jacket. And also the, the intricacy of making that is bullshit. That they're very, I have a puffin cause I got one in like a, in some sort of swag bag. I'm so sorry. They're very difficult to use the one I have. Are they really? Yeah. Cause it's like, I don't know. Like you got like, am I supposed to put my fingers? It's like a, they all have the same shape where it looks like someone with their arm, like in a, in a, in a parka with their hands in their pockets. So it's like, am I supposed to put my fingers between like, like uh, like it, like where the in the little armhole area like what am i supposed to do and like yeah, they have is a, a zipper cup thing yep yeah exactly and they have like a they have like a zipper on them like a zipper jacket and like that's not soup like i don't i don't like having to zip up my koozie i never use it and i just i my, my family we go on rake on river trips and i just know one of these days i'm gonna be on some awesome remote river and i see something floating from another person's boat and it's gonna be their stupid puffin puffin fucking drinkware koozie i just it makes me so mad i we have enough problems with functional stuff <laughs> that we should be making less of. And this is just the epitome of worthlessness. And let's just go make money. It's one of those things where like the few times I've seen, I've seen the, I've seen puffins other than, you know, the one I have in my house is, is at the checkout line at REI. It's that little last, the last little like impulse buy section. And I, and I, I can't help but see it and be like, it doesn't have to be those. It could be anything else. It's just like, that's where I've seen them. And I've had this thought even before you've, brought them up because you just see all these little ridiculous jacket things and you're like i don't i just walked past like five different like displays from rai about like reducing waste and you know all this sort of stuff and then i'm like slapped in the face with here buy all these stupid plastic things you're going to use three times lose and they're just going to be in a landfill in, in a month you know it's just like come on i if, if i if i had seen them being marketed and it was like in target only or it was in like a mass yeah. produced thing i'd be like i'd be like sure that exists and i probably never would have given it a second thought it's the fact that Literally in my climbing gym, they have them at the register, and I'm like, no, like no. Are they like? You are are they branded for your climbing gym? No, they're just puff and drinkware. I've seen them at REI. Same thing. You're you're going after the outdoor market specifically and trying to come off as an outdoor brand, which, as we've talked about ad nauseum in this podcast, needs to make less stuff. And you're making this. I mean, to be just, fair, to be fair, like there's not really a whole lot of difference between like the rack of little fake down jackets at the checkout line and the actual racks of down jackets upstairs. I mean, they're still just only like the shit. ones upstairs will keep you warm yeah, on a true. cold day. That's at true. least they're also probably not really this needed. wanted to keep your beer cold. Yeah. All right. Well, that's my diatribe on puffin drinkware. Uh, let's head over to pickleball corner because this might be the, the end of pickleball corner because there was another release this week about the growth. It was shortly after our last episode, actually, it's been a couple of weeks about the growth of the sport. And factors contributing to its acceleration. And those factors include things like the ability to play pickleball outside while remaining socially distant, which isn't as important now, but that mattered during the pandemic. The increase of infrastructure, the ease of setting up temporary courts in the driveway, gym, tennis court, et cetera. And here we go. The answer, which we knew, but it's like the fast learning curve for new participants. And then the game social expert uh, aspect and an increase of exposure from local and national media. So I think ultimately it comes down to it's easy to start playing this game and get good at it relatively quickly, which 
you know, I don't think that's anything we didn't know, obviously, but it also bothers me because it's like, isn't that a lot of times why we do these things? You pick up something new. It's like the chat, right? I mean, I'm on, I just, I got into this sort of lifelong thing of surfing when I was 39. I'm like, I want to try this. I'm still shitty at it almost 10 years later. Right. I mean, so, and I still going back for more, you know, I, there's a whole community of people who start playing ice hockey in like their forties, right? There's, a, there's an infrastructure that's in place now where there's like learn to play for adults. That's hard. You got to learn to skate. You got to do all these things. And there's leagues built around that. So why would you want that? I don't begrudge them for folks who are like older or people who need to be active and have restrictions. Great option. I'm not shitting on pickleball as a whole, but to get to the point where we're supposed to care and there's professional leagues and freaking it's on ESPN and stuff like, no, 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 no. Everyone just pump your brakes. All right. Listen, we have tennis. We're good. Frankly, start to play tennis. If you want to do something new, learn something, go through the growing pains of learning something. I I don't know. I'm uncomfortable saying this a little bit because I feel like <laughs> that means it's going to be good. Anytime you open with that, it's always I spend good. a lot of time online, and like usually, if you say what I'm about to say, that kind of puts you in one particular like kind of political camp. Oh no! But like I no, it's just <laughs> that like what I don't I don't love. I don't love that we're just embraced like, Hey, it's easy. It's fun. Who cares? Shut up. Like I, I, I do think that we, there should be some standards in the world. And like, Th that's kind of what I'm saying. I, I right? know. And like, it's like, I don't think that it, I, I, I guess I don't see it's really, really easy as a selling point unless it's like solving a problem. Right. Like that, like, I don't necessarily want, something to be really really easy if it's like something i'm going to take seriously is like an athletic pursuit or a hobby like that's not fun it'd be like it'd be like me playing basketball against my next door neighbor kid who's like eight like it's not yeah it's really easy to win but it's not fun that's kind of how i feel about that <laughs> like we should we should aspire we should aspire to things that are not easy to, like you just said with like hockey or whatever like so have some like i don't know it's the same fucking thing with the ai thing with like planning your trip it's like yeah. All right. That's, e I guess that's easier, but like, you just like, what do you, what, how is that benefiting you? It's not, I bet if, if it's between pickleball or like eating Cheetos and watching the apprentice, yeah, you should play pickleball. But if it's between playing pickleball or just like going for a walk, just go for a fucking walk. <laughs> Listen, I'm glad it exists. So in like 30 years when we can't go bikepacking, maybe you and I could play pickleball. Great. Like I'm not, I see the value of movement and people for, for people, but it's, it's again, this, this pedestal, it's getting put up. I actually, like, oh my God. I don't care if people play pickleball, play pickleball. I'm sure it's, it obviously it's fun. I, the, the real, and I, I would never like pick fun at someone playing pickleball. Just generally speaking, the only, the, like right. any kind of animosity I have at all reserved for pickleball is like, is people that are trying to turn this into like an actual sport like that. Me too. That's, that's, that's where it's, I think it's okay to like poke fun. If you're just a general enthusiast for pickleball, fuck yeah, that's great. I mean, I think that's awesome. Uh, it's, it's, it's when I'm seeing it on like ESPN Ocho or whatever, uh, that it's like, okay, you know what? This is, this, it's time now to take us down like six or seven pegs. And I'll bring this up not to belabor the point back to Jamie's email at the beginning of, of the podcast, but just to say that a lot of our uh, griping the last couple episodes has been, we don't get it. I guess I get it now. I guess it's just what it is. It's it's as simple as like, it's easy. And it's a, the barrier to entry is low and people want that. I think just if you're, especially if you have all your faculties, you're in good shape or you're getting into shape, go learn to play tennis. 
you, you'll you enjoy the the journey more like a year like the 12 month journey your first year of learning to play tennis and you start like barely being able to do anything to like being oh i can actually kind of hold my own in a match against someone else of the similar skill so much more satisfying than hey i was doing this for a week and i'm crushing everybody right? <laughs> so i'm gonna say pickleball corner uh i'm not gonna we're not putting the end to it but definitely a bit on the back back burner i think we've i think we've solved pickleball that's all I got for headlines, man. Anything from the news world that uh, that's on your mind? You know, I looked around, but it's been it's been slow, news-wise. Yeah, news-wise. I feel like the next few weeks things will heat up as we get into the fall. Holidays will be around the corner. Start getting a lot of stuff coming out. Well, be sure to subscribe and follow the Rock Bite wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a review. Let your outdoorsy pals know they should check out our show. For future mailbag episodes, we need your email. Send it on into myrockbite at gmail.com. Pick a fight with us. Uh, you know, by the way, I want to announce, you know, Justin is a, is a beer equivalent of a sommelier, apparently. So we should have a beer corner, maybe. That's a good idea. Yeah, that's a yeah. Really good idea. So you have any beer questions? Justin's your guy. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to say to take us out? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For Justin Hausman, I'm Colin Truth. Thanks for listening. The Rock Fight's production at Rock Fight LSE. And here to take us out is Krista Makes. We'll see you next time. Rock Fight! Rock Fight!